Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, so grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to brew your brain as we give a rundown on today's dates and some interesting historical facts, and to sharpen your wit as I toss out some random musing and facts just to get your brain gears turning, and hopefully a time to enrich your faith as we talk about our walk with Jesus. Co-hosting with me this week is my big sister, Carla Cockrum. Hello, Daily Grind. Happy to be here. Yes, Carla, thanks for joining me. And uh, let's get this show on the road. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It's Monday, August 14th. And on this date in 1592, the Falkland Islands were discovered by John Davis. Whoa. On this date, yeah, a long time ago. In 1935, Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Social Security Act, creating a government pension system for the retired. Hmm. In 1975, on this date, the Granger Diner softball team played the Bend an Elbow Tavern for 365 innings to raise what? money for the Monticello Community General Hospital. Um, and by the way, the Grangers won 491 to 467. And it remains the longest softball game of all time. Oh my God. I'm exhausted thinking about it. How long? On, how, many, um, how, how many hours that was? I, I don't, but oh, okay. that's that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a long that's time. A lot of innings. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. And on this date in 1989, <laughs> Sega Mega Drive Genesis was released. That's a video game oh, console oh, for you guys right. that aren't there. Mm. And August 14th is Creamsicle Day. Oh yum. It's Navajo Code Talker Day. Oh, that's outstanding. That is. Have you have you ever seen the movie Wind Talkers? No. Oh, check it out. Because it's, <laughs> it's a movie about Navajos, the radio men in World War II, because none of the Allied people could knew the codes. Knew, they could, could knew they could translate it. Yeah. yeah. It All was right, just right. an unbreakable code. So and it is also VG Day, which VG? stands for Victory Over Japan. Oh. And VJ on this day, day yeah, the Japanese Empire capitulated, ending World War II. Now, Japan signed the official surrender documents on September 2nd, 1945. Okay. And they made the first announcement of surrender on August 10th, a few days after the end of the war in Japan. But it was announced by Harry S. Truman on <laughs> August 14th, 1945. It is always good to hear. Yeah. And now's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. Hey, Carla, do you remember the sponsor of Wayne's World? No, I do not. It, it was it was Noah's Arcade. Okay. Oh, that one got past me. Noah's Ark. Noah's Arcade. Okay. Yeah, I, I see what they did there. Yeah. <laughs> history doesn't repeat itself. Humans mm. repeat history. Right. How about that? Yeah. Let's put let's put blame where it belongs. Right. Put blame in history. It's people. Right. If you use the word pedantic, it makes you sound pedantic. Does it? <laughs> yes. 
You're going to have to help me with that one, too. <laughs> I'm going to move on to my favorite okay. TV catchphrase. Candy Graham. Thinking Land Shark. You're oh. that Land Shark. No, Candy oh. Graham. <laughs> so two, two wrongs don't make a right, but two rights make an airplane. Right. Right. <laughs> Here's just something that uh, I don't know, because I guess I'm gearing up in my mind for the Olympics that are still a long way off. Mm-hmm. But the world record for the 100-meter three-legged race what? is 13.6 seconds. I don't know. I don't know that I could run two-legged a hundred meters in thirteen point six seconds. Hmm. I mean, that's fast. That's and that fast. record, that three-legged race record, was set in nineteen oh six, and it is yet to be broken. Like two people running, and their inside legs are tied together. Yes. Okay. Thirteen point <laughs> six seconds. A hundred meters. That is yes. That is some synchronization so, also. That is some Ooh. synchronization. You know, I could see I could see Keaton Brett maybe <laughs> needing to work on that. I will plant that seed. <laughs> maybe we could break a world record. Okay. World record, baby. <laughs> oh my goodness. A, a time that will live in infamy. <laughs> so <clears throat> You know, Carla, there are two types of people in the world I have found. There are those who can extrapolate from incomplete data sets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and the others. <laughs> it's easy, I think, to convince ladies not to eat Tide Pods, but it's harder to deter gents. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, detergent. Bad pun. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And now it's that time on Daily Grind to Enrich Your Faith. We're going to look at the Psalms and we'll explore the essence of really our connection with God through prayer and song. Our innate capacity to communicate with God is a remarkable gift. And today we'll explore how the Psalms can offer us an incredible language to engage with God in the full spectrum of our emotions and experiences as human beings. When we come before God, I really think being authentic is the key. Whether we're grappling with anguish or rejoicing in joy, wrestling with confusion, standing strong in confidence. The Psalms encourage us to lay it all out, honestly. You know, Ephesians 5.19 says to lift up our voices in worship, to express ourselves when we come together through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and allowing our hearts to make melody unto the Lord. For centuries, Christians have found guidance in the Psalms as a template for prayer. And the Hebrews, with their centuries of a head start in matters of prayer and worship, left us this amazing gift, the Psalms. This collection of prayers and songs that can equip us with the language to respond to God uh, who communicates with us. The Psalms encompass a rich variety 
poems, praises, prayers, songs, it's essential to recognize that these texts are poetic in nature. And even when they serve as prayers or songs, Hebrew poetry doesn't rely on rhyme and meter. It really utilizes parallelism, where one line mirrors or complements another. And these compositions possess themes that can be clearly stated right up front, or they can be subtly interwoven in. Sometimes they appear in the middle of a song. And the majority of psalms feature really kind of a heading at the beginning that offers all kinds of stuff you need to know about the psalm, uh, who composed it, its origin, its intended audience, its purpose, its musical accompaniments. And sometimes looking into those can provide some context as we engage with uh, the sacred text. And I know you've heard it from me before on the Daily Grind, but I think context is paramount. I once just really overlooked all those superscriptions. However, I would encourage you to read them and then look and see if there are cross-references or go dig around and find some of the historical context that they may offer. Um, that practice can enrich your understanding. And when you begin to look at the Psalms and use them as a template for prayer, start praying the Psalms. I just want to give you fair warning. Be prepared for some rawness and some authenticity. The language of the Psalmist is not always genteel or polished. You know, our English translations often render the Psalms in this eloquent, harmonious presentation. They can really miss, I think, though, the rugged essence of the original Hebrew. It was really earthy and raw or visceral and unrefined and really sincere. They capture the authentic cries of individuals deeply engaged with God in moments of both anger and praise and lament and celebration and exaltation. I think it's common for a lot of us just to assume that prayer is a thing that's reserved for the really virtuous. It's reserved for those at their best. And I will tell you, I think that is really a misguided idea. Prayer doesn't require some sort of exclusive insider language or a certain level of holiness. It's elemental. It's fundamental language. It's the conduit through which our words really become honest, true, and personal in response to God. It's the medium that allows us to really lay our lives bare before our Creator, our Redeemer, and our Savior. In fact, you know, a significant portion of the Psalms fall under the category of laments. I mean, these are expressions of anguish, despair, and heartache that is really directed towards God. And at these moments of deep distress, the psalmist often implores God for deliverance from suffering and loss and enemies and failures. And these cries of despair often, though, evolve into declarations of trust leading to a sense of hope and renewed joy. You know, I know it's still true today, but in the early onset days of Marcy's brain tumor and then traumatic brain injury and then her Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, we 
as a family continued to declare, God, we trust you, independent of our circumstances. You know, I think Tozer, when Job had everything, he praised God. And when he lost everything, he praised God. That his praise and worship of God was focused on God and who he is, not Job's circumstances. That is the place I think God wants to move us is beyond praying about our stuff or other's people's stuff. It's good to intercede. It's good to ask. It's good to petition. But our focus on prayer really is on who we're praying to, not what we're praying about. Back to the Psalms and lament. This is the type of prayer that resonates with me. And I hope it resonates with you too. I pray that you will embrace the power of raw honesty, incredible thoroughness in your prayers. As you pray the Psalms, I pray they help you become more whole, truly alive in Christ Jesus, who himself often prayed the Psalms in his own prayer life. I want to thank you for joining me today on The Daily Grind. Tomorrow, now that we've had just kind of a really brief, not anywhere in-depth overview and intro to the Psalms, tomorrow we'll start at the very beginning and look at Psalm 1 and see if we can't dig into some of the timeless uh, wisdom that's found in the very first Psalm. So Lord, hear our prayers and listen to our pleas for mercy because you are so faithful. Answer us when we call. God of our righteousness, you have given us relief. So grace and peace to you. Have a great Monday. Thanks again for joining me on the Daily Grind, and I'll see you tomorrow.